So like totally custom for what he wants it to be. Yeah. Totally. But it's beautiful. And I love that shit. I actually wanted to go see when the concrete was poured. Mm. But you know, miscommunication. I missed it. Mm. How's she doing? Miscommunication. <laughs> miscommunication. She's doing fine every day. Every day she got every day she out she out here doing her thing. She ain't nothing wrong with miscommunication. miscommunication. Uh-huh. Is running the world right now. Yeah. Well, you know, if um, if you got if you got everybody confused, that makes it real easy to sneak up on you and take something that you probably want to hold on to. Mm, mm. In fact, they may hand it over for you. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Hell. Ooh. <laughs> Peace, kings. Peace, king. Man, how y'all feeling? Came, man. I'm feeling a little groggy today, man. Yeah, what happened? You stayed was... in the bed a little longer than normal, but it was good. I got to sleep in a little bit. Yeah, but my body hasn't quite woken up, mm. awakened. I don't even know what's correct grammatically, but you know what I mean. I have not really gotten up. I still feel like, like not you know, not there. A little groggy, dragging. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I'm dragging everything, but I'm blessed to be here though. I'm blessed to be here. Too blessed to be stressed. Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Too blessed to be stressed. Man, sometimes I feel blessed and stressed, but I just don't let the stress over overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Because you can't. You can't let the you can't let the stresses in life get you, man. It's easy, it's too easy to. Why is that? It's too easy to. I feel like if you let it get to you, then that's what you become focused on. And then it's a downward spiral. Yeah, no, that's more than true. That's more than true. You let that stress get to you. It not only messes up your plans and what, you know, you're looking to do, but it will mess with you physically. Like, I feel like like you get some sort of pains physically in your neck and wherever you hold your stress. Yeah. Mm. Like it balls up there. And it causes issues in those joints or what, whatever it is. I, I feel it that way. Like when I'm stressed, I get into my neck and in my upper back. And it's just hard to get rid of it. So that, that's kind of like uh, the reverse of a placebo then, right? Because like if, you, if you're fed something, even if it's a sugar pill, mm. if you believe it'll help, mm. then... Oftentimes it starts to help. Right. The placebo effect and by definition, still, yeah. And they still use that as far as drug trials these days. Yeah. Like Yeah, definitely. Measured against placebo. Yeah. So what we, what we need to learn is how to tap into that placebo effect. Mm. Manifest your own medicine. Mm. Yeah. So how do you what would you recommend as medication against stress? Or or stress relief? Oof, I got tons. Got tons of stress. Relief. Give me your top three. Top three: sex with my wife. Nice. I don't think she'll allow me to do that. No, 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 no. no. That's that's for me. Oh, that's that's me. Oh, oh. Not y'all. That's, that's oh. me. But uh, <laughs> second one is uh, marijuana. Still love that one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Some and people then, fi- hold on. Some people find that kind of stress inducing. Like they get anxiety. From smoking marijuana, just gotta find your your strain. Yeah, that works well with you. That's mm. what you gotta do. Mm. Find your strain. Leafly, y'all. Mm. Oh, leafly. 
Mm. What a beautiful idea. Yes. And we're not sponsored by Leafly, but a good product is a good product. You know, unless they want to. Leafly, shout out to Leafly. <laughs> shout out to Leafly. <laughs> I got their app. I downloaded. So you yeah, showed yeah, me yeah. you showed me their website. Yeah. And the website was dope. Yeah. But the app is so navigable and yeah. easy to find what you're looking for. It's like, yo, that's the app to have. If you need to if you want to know how a particular strain is going to affect you or it's is it going to address the concerns that I have. Right. Then Leafly's your app. Yeah. This is dope. Matter of fact, come to find out before I give you my third one, come to find out that um newest research says it might not even be sativa versus indica based. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've read I read that recently. And then the third one, which I probably employ the most, is exercise. Mm. Um physical exertion to um usually to sweat or more level. Yeah. Yeah, and and for me, that's easiest manifested in either playing with the kids or doing yard work. Yard work on a hot day. So you're not talking about like exercise just to exercise, like going for a run or weightlifting or anything like that. I do advocate for that. Yeah. But personally, I find myself doing productive work first Mm. because then I feel like. Two I'm birds. doing two. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeding two birds You're with one doing scone. Two birds. <laughs> feeding two Ice. birds with one scone. <laughs> <laughs> Do birds even eat scones? I don't know, but you gotta be kind of animals, so. So give them a scone when give, you can. Give a bird a scone. Yeah, definitely. I, you might be able to feed two of them. <laughs> Lord, I was thinking. You would, <laughs> yeah. I'm, no. <laughs> I was thinking about when we were talking just briefly about you know stress. You were talking about manifesting your own placebo, placebo, or something like that. You said right, right? Did I get the term right? Manifesting your own placebo. It's Did good to say? know you were listening. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm still dragging. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm about three sentences behind, but I think it was something like that. You said. Yeah. I was thinking about you know the I. You know, one of the things that's in. It's in a lot of communities, but in the black community, especially the black male communities, we don't go to the doctors, mm. right? And I'm just thinking about, and I'm not advocating. Not I don't going go to, to the doctor. doctor. I'm wondering. Really? I'm, not really. I'm thinking about the stress What's of. What's wrong with y'all? The, well, what about the stress of finding out you have some? I think, like, I believe in the power of the mind. Yeah. And I wonder how it impacts someone I'm not talking about when you have obvious symptoms, right? When it's like, yo, I got to go to doctor. Something's obviously wrong. But let's say you go for a routine checkup. Yeah. And the doctor's like, oh, they found boom, something. something. Mm. I just wonder that effect that it has on the mind, what that does to that's, the rest of well, the body. Well, that circles back to stress. Yeah. Because that's a definite stressor. Yeah. Right? And so you're going to release whatever hor- stress hormones, the cortisol and whatever other stress hormones right. that are going to affect your mind and your body. So that level, though, of finding that there's something medically wrong with you that right. you then you know either have to suffer the consequences or suffer whatever medication may put you through is a super stressor, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. I get nervous when I go for my yearly physical. Yeah. I get nervous every time I go to the dentist. Yeah. And uh, more time. Like you're expecting them to find something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just had, the other day, I just had a crown put on my for the first time, my first crown. Peace King? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you might as well, <laughs> you might as well crown the king. <laughs> the coronation. <laughs> but, you know, just the stress of being told that's what would have to happen. Yeah. And, you know, 
being who I was, looking up, see what does that procedure look like, yeah. knowing that I was going to have to take a needle. I'm just saying when the pr- when the procedure went down, I was not at my calmest, and and you know, but even you know, going to get my my, my physical year after year, I'm, I'm I'm always nervous. Like I hope they don't find anything no. hope they don't tell me anything and and i, I I'm, I'm bought in i've bought into the notion that you want to know so check me for everything doc check me for everything anything that i feel that's off I, i'll let the doc know i feel a little weird because i bought into this notion that you know if there's something wrong you want to find out early but there is a piece of me that wonders hey man if ain't no need to tell me now like would would, would things shift chemically in my body would would things shift yeah if I did know. Yeah. I, you know, there is a, a theory that um, hunters have that the less stress an animal is placed under when they're hunted, the better the meat tastes and the softer the meat is. The, mm. You know, it's not, it's, mm-hmm. it's not as game. It's not as uh, tense. It's not as hard. You know what I mean? The animal doesn't get to release. It that. doesn't release whatever it releases under a stressful condition. Right. right. And it's a more peaceful, it, it's better for the meat in terms of when they want to consume the meat. So I think if any, if there's any correlation to how we uh, uh, react to news like that, right. then it may even hasten whatever the issue is. Because now we're adding those stressors to whatever the physical problem right. is. Right. You know, that's what I was. Uh, that's what I'm oftentimes concerned yeah. about. But you know what I do is first, I don't go to the doctor, so I don't get that news. No, oh. <laughs> go to the doctor. You know, I, yeah. I you know I should go more. I definitely should go more. Um, and especially now that you know we're getting a little bit older, yeah. and we're getting into those age ranges where, especially as black men, there are certain things that are more prevalent in the black community, the black male community. Colon yeah. cancer in our exactly in our age range, you know, prostate, prostate cancer. Prostate cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, I definitely should go to the doctor more. So I, I advocate for it, even though I don't do it as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would fall in that same class. I want to know. Because to, for me personally, the way I I act, I'm good, I'm good, and I'm just chilling. Mm-hmm. But if there's something that I have to address, I go into attack mode, mm-hmm. and I will address that to the best of my abilities, and I will be you know consistent with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if there's something that I have to do or something that I have to take, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna take it for as long as I need to to get around that problem. Then right. I'm gonna go back into chill mode. So. You know, I, I I would agree that I would fall into the camp of I want to know everything. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I, it, it, ignorance is not bliss. Right. Yeah, man, get to the doctor. You, then, man. you know what I'm saying? Get yeah. to the doctor. Yeah, I need to find a good one, man. Yeah, that's I, true. So, so this kind of opened up a topic in my mind when you brought it up because mm-hmm. there's things that I've heard and I've kind of felt it sometimes that doctors don't take the concerns – of black men and women as seriously as they take the concerns of their white counterparts. Mm. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a big deal lately. That's a big deal lately. Yeah. And, and you know, I wonder there's some times where I've gone to the, you know, the two or three times where I have gone to Uh the doctor (laughs) where I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm laying it out because I'm here. I'm just going to give you everything. And the concerns were a bit minimized. 
You know what I mean? And I had to kind of take it upon myself to say, well, this is what I read about it. And I would like to have X, Y, and Z tests because I need to know if I have these, you know, I have these symptoms. I want to know if the underlying cause, what the underlying cause is, and is it A, B, or C? Yeah. So I've had to kind of advocate for myself. Um, and generally, one should advocate for themselves medically. Yeah, you definitely have But to. I feel that from the stories that I've read, and I've heard and some from some of my own personal experience that, you know, you you really have to be an advocate for yourself because they don't doctors typically don't take the concerns of black men and women as seriously as they do their white counterpart. Or just even people in general, mm -hmm. because um, with one of our pregnancies, the um, we were or she was experiencing some um, problems. And related that to her doctor at the time, mm -hmm. and her doctor at the time brushed her off, mm -hmm. says it's it's, it's um, maternity pain and this and that, and you know she's definitely an advocate for herself, yeah. and was like, no, like I've been pregnant before, yeah. it's not maternity pain, mm -hmm. and come to find out it was a major issue, mm -hmm. then went to another doctor and and the other doctor went through the steps to actually mm -hmm. diagnose mm -hmm. and and put a treatment plan together and mm. and and that was and that's good and it ended up good for us but had she followed that first doctor's mm. advice yeah. there's a good chance she could have been dead mm. you see what i'm saying that's like, terrible yeah it, it, it's and it's that it's that level yeah 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 i know one of the things i've done is you know since i got to grad school i've been very conscious about making sure my doctors are black or a person of color yeah so you when think it, there's more empathy women. there uh, yeah, so I, I disagree with women. that. I don't know why, but I disagree with that. Uh, well, I'm not not women for me in the sense that I'm not opposed to women, but yeah. I'm always looking for a person of color or black. Now, I remember when I, I I was in Philly and I turned 30, and my doctor was like, "You want to get your prostate check?" Yeah, I was like, he was like, I was like, no, like I didn't come prepared for right. that. On the, but I was like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, now you know they say you know at the time for average man 50, but you black. This is what he said to me. He said, you're a black man. So he was advocating. And he was like, yeah. we got to check way earlier. Yeah. And I was 30, though. So he was like, maybe you try again, like 35. Right, right. And here do I am. Do it more frequently. He was saying, you got to do it earlier. Yeah. You got to start earlier. And do it more frequently. Yeah. Well, I, I, he didn't necessarily say whatever the frequency is, if it's every year, every two years. He just said, whatever the frequency is, black folks have to do it earlier, though. Yeah. I, if, it's, if it's 50 for white men, mm. he was saying- yeah. He told me black men should do it at 40. Mm. But he asked me when I was 30. To do it. And and I was I remember saying, nah, like, ain't I too young for that right yeah, now? Yeah. He was like, you know, you're young, but he's like, you're a black man. And we you're get an it. adult. You can take digits up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I was not mentally prepared yeah. when he asked. And he was like, We'll do it right now. I was yeah. like, No, whoa, I'm I'm not mentally yeah, yeah, prepared yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like I like the fact that, that was what yeah, he relayed responsible. Yeah, yeah. What he relayed to me right, was like, right. yo, you a black man. Right. And he was a black man, right. but he was you're a black man and you don't need to wait. You know, we get this earlier. I say all that to say now, ever since then. I've always tried to find a black doctor and a dentist, and if they can't, if they aren't black, I try to get them to be a person of color. So yeah. right now, my primary care physician is uh, a black doctor, and uh, they they keep it. I, I hope I think they keep it one hundred. They're always rooting for me. They're very religious centered too, so they like the fact that I'm a pastor, pastor as yeah, well. Yeah. But they always keep you know keep it one hundred. I'm hoping, yeah. but they seem to really. 
be so not concerned. only do they want to use their digits, they're brown nosing too. There you go. Mm. But uh, they they are <laughs> at least they come up very concerned to the uh, to the point where the things that I may not know they sh- they share that. They pro offer them. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they offer and they share yeah. that with me, and uh, that's good. And my dentists have also been people of color as well. But I'm gonna be real. I feel like I don't. I'm not saying they hide things from me, but I man, they handle me hard, man. Whenever I get a cleaning or anything, yeah, I feel like get in there. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm like, damn, I, I did I not brush my teeth at all since I last seen you? Like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. But all that to say, I I'm I'm I try to be very mindful of trying to get folks who I think would advocate for me or yeah. give me information because I've heard similar concepts. I've heard like black folks should not put that they want to be donors on their license yeah because i heard that they will not work as hard to save your life yeah i, I you know I, i've I don't heard know how that tr- too yeah, i've heard it yeah but what i i know i gotta change my card <laughs> no but what i heard what i've heard people do in response to that like i'm not gonna say but i've had a certain family member say to me like look on my license i don't put this yeah but i'm letting you know if they ask or whatever like that you, that's what he wants yeah you can yeah. do that huh. yeah but the, the idea was that if they see black folks like they won't work as hard like, to try oh, to bring him donor. Back. Like, oh, well, we, we tried need this and that. So, we tried everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it might be urban legend, or whatever. But I don't put nothing past, especially you know me being a history major, knowing the the history of you know, black folks and medicine. Yeah, I don't put that behind. I don't yeah. put that uh, past. Yeah, past. Yeah, anybody. yeah. That's true. You know, I have a hard time. I have a lot of people in my family in the medical profession, uh-huh. whether they be doctor or whether they be nurses or whatever. And I have a hard time saying that I would co-sign to that because I feel like they do what they feel is in the best interest of the patient first and foremost. I hope so. You know, yeah. so, you know, you may well have people who well, have yeah. that interest because maybe they have an interest in harvesting because, you know, black market sit, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, by and large, the medical community is on the up and up. That's and, what I would hope. And, I, and I, you know, but I, when I would, you hear, you would hope that. Yeah. But I think what you're finding is that that might be the exception, not the rule, um, with the, your your experiences and the people you know, and maybe even the region you live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. New York as a, is more inclined to uh, the covert racism mm-hmm. than oh, don't work on this black the overt guy. Junk, yeah. 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 And I don't think they would say it like that either. I just think. There's certain things. It's like like institutional racism. Sometimes it's it's just hidden, and it's just something that ends up being like um, either something inferred or something yeah, you might unspoken. just be yeah, it might just be an unspoken. I mean, you hear about uh, black kids, uh, black boys being discovered, bodies being discovered with no organs in them. It's like what, what what's that about? But even not even going there, like when you learn about the history of the Tuskegee experiment yeah. and As, yeah, all that like, stuff, like you just know that there's a history between the medical profession. What's, what's the, uh, the the black woman's name? Henrietta yeah. Lack, Lacks? Yeah. yeah. I'm saying they it took right? her blood and she, they yeah. were able to parlay so many, but yeah. they tried to keep it hidden so her family wouldn't get any like any remuneration. She, for yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I don't put it past any institution in America. But with all that said, I was just saying I I also believe the stress of finding out you have something, mm-hmm. especially if it's something that might be life threatening, I wonder how does that impact your body fighting it off. Yeah. Right. You right. know what I mean? Do, does yeah. it put it into overdrive or does it put it back to sleep because you have these stressors now right. that are kind of counteracting yeah. whatever your body would do. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's why you have to 
as Drew was saying, I think, implement these external stress relievers to counteract the effects of those stressors because of that news, right? Yeah, now I was waiting for your top three when you get a chance, though. Ooh. But before before you do, but um, the historical... The historical thing with the blacks and doctors is along those lines that you said, the T- Tuskegee experiment, the um, Henrietta Lacks, and then the, um, the, I know there's another one. Something um, happened in our lifetime. They sterilized like, black women in, that were in prison in North Carolina. They, they, were know, sterilizing, right? they were sterilizing the Mexicans or, you know, yeah. those people oh, who yeah, came in up the camps in the, the camps. Yes, yeah. yes. Without, without, yes. So it doesn't put it. Yeah. You have examples. I, yeah. feel, I feel like one of the modern this, day yeah. happened last year. Right. Examples. I feel like one of the steps to bridge that gap is to find a doctor who is in your demographic. Mm-hmm. You know, it could it could definitely um, you still could get mis you know, care or. Um, diagnosed improperly, but I feel like it'll it would it would be a bridge a gap about the mistrust between the population and the medical profession. And it's definitely harder to do it in a place like here for us than like when I was in Philly. Yeah, or in the city. Yeah, or in New York City. Yeah, I I was I was glad that I had uh, I won't say so many options, but I had various options where I was like I can try. Uh, My dentist was black. My doctor was black. You know, it was yeah. it, uh, that yeah, when was, I lived in the city. My my doctor was um, black African woman. Yeah, woman. yeah, yeah but, my, my my dentist in the city was a black Jamaican woman. Okay. And she was dope. Oh my god, no pain, no nothing. She did everything, and she did it quick. Yeah, and she, you know, what I'm saying no pain. So it I, it was a good experience. So I can see, like you said, the advocacy yeah. that they hold for you because you're of their demographic there's more and there's a familiarity yeah because I had a, they know what like you were saying there's there's things you can look out for because right. they know these things yeah. they, you know they've they've looked at it in their right. life or, or their, their son or their it may families. be going through right. it or something like that yeah. i had a dope eye doctor when i lived in philly matter of fact when i first learned that i had to wear glasses on a regular basis mm-hmm. i was living in philly and i went to the eye doctor and i was just like you know Please let me just wear reading glasses because at the time I didn't want to wear glasses. So when she she told me two things that I didn't know because my eye doctor here is not black and he has told me something different. So I don't even know who to believe. But so my black doctor believe her. Yeah, my black doctor in Philly. This is what she told me. So after the eye exam, she was like, you're good. You know, no, 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 no tumors on the brain. I'm like, what? <laughs> and she was like, "Oh no, we could tell all that by your eye exam." Wow. I'm like, "What?" She was like, "Your eyeball and your brain are made of similar material." Mm. And she was like, "If there's something like a lesion or something on your brain, a lot of times we can see it in the eye exam." Really? She was like, "I can tell when we'll ask you a question like, when's the last time you done drugs on your uh, on your form?" Yeah. She said, "I can tell if you're lying." She was like, "Oh yeah, she like, also uh, told- iridology." She was like, like the study of the eye. Every part of your eye maps is somewhere on your body. She Never told heard me. Of that. She told me. Yes, yeah. She was like, <laughs> she was like, you're HIV negative. I mean, this is all she did was give me an eye exam. Really? And I'm like, yo, what's what? so there are certain <laughs> characteristics that they can something? detail She's, based off of your eye. Exam. She says a lot of times. They they can't go into that realm with yeah with that, the that's patient. a HIPAA violation. <laughs> whoa, 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 no, no. But she, she can tell me I don't. Just kidding. Just kidding. She yeah. just talk, but she. I'm saying. The respect that they have for the fields, she ain't supposed to be telling me 
you good. You don't got HIV. You yeah. know, they want you to go to that doctor, <laughs> doctor to see doctor. that person. Yeah, but she gave you but a more she, holistic picture. She was like, she, and I think it was because we were bonding. She was like, you a brother. Uh, I'm about to uh, I'm about to let you yeah, in tell on you this. some stuff. Yeah, the other I'm about might not. Yeah, well I don't think my other doctor would have told me. She he was like tell you. He tells wife. No, that's though. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. This dude today. Oh yeah. 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 He all over his ass. <laughs> exactly. I didn't touch him not even once. Yeah. And 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 she broke it down and then she even broke this science down. I was like, "Yo, um <laughs> I said, "Can I like I, I know my eyes are bad. I was like, "But I just I, I you know, reading glasses." She was like, "There's no such thing as reading glasses." I was like, what? She's like, that's a scam. She's like, your eyes either need to see or they don't. You're always, your eyes are always being used. Mm -hmm. She was like, so you're always, for lack of a better term, reading. Mm -hmm. So she was like, you either going to have them on all the time or not. Reading glasses, they make you think you have to wear them for certain things. But the time you don't have them on, your eye is stressing. Because right. mm -hmm. you're always reading something. You're not reading a book, but you're driving, reading a sign. Right. You might you might do. She reading was like, the lay of the land. Yep. She was like, you got to wear them all the time. Yeah. And she broke that down to me how even the concept of reading glasses was like, that's not a true concept. So let me ask you, was she an optometrist or an ophthalmologist? Damn it. She was my eye doctor. I don't know which one. Which yes, she was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Question. I don't know which one. But she, I mean, it was like if, uh, I don't know the name of the company. I don't want to put her name out there. But it was in Philly. She just broke it down to me because I wanted, I, I didn't want. No, granted, either yeah. way, she was probably more knowledgeable about the subject. Yeah. But there is, uh, you know, terms for nearsightedness and oh, no, farsightedness. She, I, she gave me mine. Versus yeah. I was, uh, what is it now when I look? So I'm farsighted because when I put my glasses on, things have to be brought closer to me a little bit. So I'm, I'm naturally farsighted. You can see things far and not near? I'm sorry. I'm nearsighted because okay. when I look for I need. Yeah. So I'm nearsighted. Right. right. So she did diagnose me with that. But she was telling me, like, you thinking that you're just going to get reading glasses. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's not what's best for you. Mm -hmm. You're going to get glasses. Mm -hmm. The concept of just wearing glasses for reading mm -hmm. Is it's like, not a thing. It's not a thing mm. for your body. Mm. That might be a thing for you to keep coming and getting changing your prescription mm. <laughs> every couple years because to get you're not that subscription yeah, model for you to keep coming back. And you're not wearing no, you're not wearing your glasses mm -hmm. all the time. So you now this doctor up here, mm -hmm. he told me there's nothing. Now this is what drove me crazy because I'm thinking I'm dropping the knowledge. The non-black doctor, eye doctor. I went for my eye exam last year actually, and. Um, he said something. I said, yeah, you know, I could tell that, you know, I might need a new prescription because I, I haven't been wearing them. All. He was like, you can never you have no control over whether your eyes get better or worse. He was like, you don't have any control over it. We mm -hmm. just it just happened. So we'll we'll see your eyes because he said my prescription didn't change too bad. But he was like, you have no control over it, which was totally different than because I was like, I know there's no such thing as reading glasses. You don't need so when he said that, I'm like, I'm off. Then when he was doing this eye exam, he he wasn't telling me none of that other mm. stuff. <laughs> but I was just like, that was weird for him to tell me that there's nothing I can do. My eyes are either going to get, they're going to get worse over time. There's nothing you can do versus the lady in, in Philadelphia who told me, you know, if you wear your glasses consistently like you want to, they won't get any worse. You make them worse by not wearing them and yeah. you got your strain, which to me seems like that makes sense, right? Well, see, I don't know. I might have a little bit of argument with you because I've been wearing glasses since elementary school uh -huh. and I started wearing contacts in college. Right. And 
you know, my eyes have gotten progressively worse over the years uh-huh. from elementary school to college. And, I'm, and I've consistently worn either glasses mm-hmm. or contact lenses, especially contacts from, right. you know, college till mm-hmm. now. And I've gotten worse, Got pre- worse. pretty pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if my eyes become have become dependent on these, you know, uh, devices that help me see. Yeah. And so its own strength has has reduced and does it because it's like, all right, I don't need to work yeah. because I got something that's working for me. So it reduces even further, causing me to get a stronger, need a stronger prescription. Yeah, might be. Yeah, yeah. Given a, I, I gave up wearing glasses and contacts for that reason. I feel like it's never gotten better. But then again, mm. maybe these doctors have never taken the full measure to get you off of mm. wearing glasses. Maybe mm. it's always been half measures to get you back next year. Mm. Well, I mean, they have corrective surgery now. So now laser, right? So uh, I'm wondering is if they know that if they know that the corrective surgery can fix your vision, does that give them further evidence that nothing else can fix your vision? 10 to 15 years or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me at this point, 10 to 15 years, if I don't need glasses for the next 10 to 15 years, I'm good. You know, I'll put on glasses for the last 15 years of my life. That ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be a lighter prescription than what I have now. But I'm wondering if they learn something by having the option of medically or 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 in surgery you know the laser surgery fixing your eye they know yeah you can't naturally fix your eye your, your prescription or you know your vision you have to have this corrective surgery yeah. it's like it's you know different for certain people certain people's eyes yeah true but, true true yeah. it's gonna be individual per yeah. person right but like if you tear your you know rotator cuff in your shoulder you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you ain't just gonna heal naturally you're gonna you gotta have surgery to fix that right. you know what i mean is it something like that for the yeah. eye so it's hard for me to believe well mm-hmm. that she's saying and which is why i asked if she's an optometrist versus mm-hmm. an ophthalmologist mm-hmm. you know that wearing your glasses is going to do well for your eye because anecdotally for well, me well no she did say well well it's going to maintain yeah yeah there you go right, right, right. um and, and anecdotally for me that hasn't been the case right, right. and what i talk about with the surgery being really the only option to correct your vision without lenses mm-hmm. um out there on the market because i feel like if there was another way for the and it's got to be 200 to 300 years that glasses have been in effect mm-hmm. to fix vision that we haven't found anything since other than this corrective surgery and i think her point was and then and I'm gonna, weed yeah i'm gonna get to <laughs> i think her point was i think her point was this off and on, off and on was what you what you would the do for reading. And the that is what I makes see. it worse. I, I think her 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 point for me was me wanting reading glasses is not going to make my eyes better because I'm I'm juggling I see. these prescriptions. I see. So That's what she was saying. I get a I get a page here from the Harvard Business Review mm-hmm. in August tenth of twenty eighteen with the title "Research: Having a Black Doctor Led Black Men to Receive." more effective care right mm. so first it talks about the disparity first and how black men are on the low end of the demographic group as far as expectancy and other chronic diseases such as um you know obesity and premature death of, of across the spectrum mm-hmm. um but <laughs> one of the focuses of that research was the um, investment in demand for preventative care. Mm. And so the preventative care um, 
or encouraging black men to seek that preventative care by their black doctors. Because what they did was they had um, black men and they gave them black doctors and non-black doctors Mm -hmm. and then tracked their visits and their care for the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. So they found that the black doctors encouraged more preventative screenings and they were able to reduce cardiovascular mortality as well as um, bridge that gap as Mm -hmm. far as um, the life expectancy Mm. decline. So there was a 19% reduction in the black-white male gap in cardiovascular mortality and 8% decline in the black-to-white male life expectancy. Mm. So... Uh, there was another part of here that I want to talk about, and it was that the participants in the study were more likely to get more invasive preventative preventative mm-hmm. screenings, mm-hmm. which more costly. Mm. Right. The, well, the particip- the participants talked to their doctors and were only allowed to provide five preventative series. Right with the and they were recommended with cost event cost effective interventions, but the what the results were was they were able to get them into more preventative screenings mm-hmm. and 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 get them into more evasive um, preventative screenings, mm-hmm. which ended up you know helping this with the with this gap across all these type of illnesses mm-hmm. and. And that and it and it bridged that mistrust gap mm-hmm. with, with the doctors. Mm-hmm. There were more you're more apt or the participants were more apt to listen to a black doctor giving them this advice. Mm-hmm. Um and they and These they are black participants? Totally attributed to the fact yes, black uh-huh. participants. Uh-huh. And it's totally attributed to the fact about the Pay trust. Attention. The trust. Well, no, I'm just asking because I'm like <laughs> he 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 switched it up a little because I was like, yeah, I don't th- I don't think that would be truthful. A lot of white folks, but yeah. But that's interesting, man. And you know, uh, uh, yeah. You know. And and and, and it's part of the research thing that it's been argued that sharing a racial or a cultural background with right. one's doctor helps promote communication mm-hmm. and trust. Yeah, right. that's a damn shame. Yeah. It, well, it's a it's the way times are. It, it, you know, it's no, no, no. I mean, from the point of view that you're sworn professor and it's a sworn profession because they take the Hippocratic oath mm-hmm. right that in a study it can show and you know everybody there's also a lot of gray there if yeah. they feel like they're suggesting what you should do and you say well I don't trust you know you don't say it to your doctor but if you're thinking it and you're like no I think I'll pass on that well screen. there's a there's a lot more uh, I would say uh, things that go into that too. I mean, you know, doctors now, like you go to a doctor's office, it's like a, it's a conveyor belt, right? They're in and out, in and out. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see the nurse longer than you see the doctor. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, because they have to churn and have this high volume capacity in order to make up for the costs and the malpractice insurance and all that stuff that, you know, it doesn't allow them to spend a significant amount of time understanding your concerns Mm -hmm. and really trying to piece the puzzle together of of what 
you know, your issues are. They, you know, 15 minutes, they're in, they listen to what you got to say, and they make a diagnosis there and there, or at least the beginnings of one, and then you're out, you know, and yeah. you get your medication and you move forward. And, you know, especially now it's, you know, th- then on top of that, the factor of the pharmaceutical companies and how much influence they have on the doctors. And if you, you know, promote this drug over my competitor's drug, then we'll get you this vacation to Disneyland or whatever it is. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? The incentive, the program, incentives yeah. and all that stuff. So I say that it's it's disheartening because this one profession that you take an oath for to help people and do no harm it's not really it you know it could not really be the case anymore because of these yeah. outside factors let me look at police and and the internal factors that we're discussing here in terms of identifying yeah. with your patient and your doctor we look at police you yeah. know we live in a system and yeah. serving yeah. yeah we live in a system that that's an equal for everybody that encourages doctors to you know teach us how to live with sicknesses or prevent us from getting sick but not how to stay healthy right so it's gonna, but and for, and for some from so just some baseline sort of results from this same study because I, I think I think this is this study and another uh, I want to say there was one last year about f- black females as mm-hmm. far as um, pregnancy mm-hmm. with black with mm-hmm. black doctors mm-hmm. I, th- I recollect that a little they're, bit yeah they're, the mortality rates are lower right the the whole experience mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. you know but the for for instance it was the first stage where the participants met their doctor and regardless of the doctor they saw um, that there were likely to there there were people that were likely to take um, the doctor's advice as long as it was non-invasive mm-hmm. but if you if your um, services required a blood sample or an injection the met the men who met the men who met with non-black doctors were less likely to take those tests mm-hmm. um, and for example the participants assigned to black doctors were more likely to have their blood pressure BMI measured than those who are non-black doctors and for invasive tests, only men who saw a black doctor agreed to take up more services that hadn't then initially selected. Mm-hmm. A participant who saw a black doctor was 20 percentage points more likely to agree to a diabetes screening and 26 percentage points more likely to accept a cholesterol screening. So just basic tests. Just Yeah, but... You know they're more invasive. You got to take a you got to well, take, take blood, blood. Yeah, 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 which involves the, the, the trust needle. factor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And said even men who were offered the opportunity to get five or ten dollars of an incentive to get the flu shot, and yes, I know how society feels about flu shots, but mm-hmm. even if they were um, offered a chance to get the flu shot, the African American doctors were able to convince some of those men who had turned down the money to obtain a flu shot. Mm. So. You know, this so you're saying, hold on, you're saying uh, with the white doctor, they were given a monetary incentive to get the flu shot and they were declined. Whereas when they were just suggested by the black doctor to get the flu shot, the percentage rose in those who accepted. They were the percentage rose and then it rose again when offered the monetary benefit from the black doctor, from the black doctor. Mm. So you're saying money has less of an effect than trust. Than trust. Trust is the biggest one. Right. And to keep our people well, I feel like the first bridge to gap is to find 
a doctor you trust that is mm-hmm. of your mm. demographic your same background your cultural background and you can bridge that gap for mm. for um black and people of color mm. and of all the um do you think that other. holds true uh for for sex too like women should find a female doctor men should find a male doctor i do not because i almost exclusively go to women uh as and people of color for my doctor mm. so black women or spanish uh, women or any uh, indian, any, uh, women. indian yeah. african uh, a lot of times i come to find that women do better in postgraduate schooling that's usually why i do my uh that's why i usually have a female doctor mm. Mm. I've had female doctors and I haven't felt comfortable with female doctors. And part of it is I don't think they well, have. Well, stop trying to hit on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that um, I just they just don't have the male experience. Mm. You know, the, the man exp- living as a man, they don't have that experience. That's the first thing for me. There are a couple of other factors, but that's the first thing for me. And so. I feel that a male would more readily understand and have a requirement, a, a less of a requirement for explanation than a, a woman doctor would. Well, and just get a male doctor for your male parts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So I, I and know that's that. that. Yeah. Dun, dun. I know we were we we, we 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 basically had a lot of focus on on our doctors, and, yeah. which is very important, good issue. But I know initially we were talking about like stress relievers, yeah. and Andrew gave us his three oh, yeah. top stress relievers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm interested to know what your top three are. Shall yeah, I? sex is definitely a stress reliever, oh, okay. um, and it's not just um, the physical stress relievers. Mm-hmm. When you know I'm in a committed relationship, and when you have sex with your committed partner, it creates a level of intimacy and connection mm-hmm. that is i think maybe even a bigger factor uh-huh. in stress relief mm-hmm. to me i feel like all the stressors the external stressors in my life are not nearly as important if i'm on good ground with my partner mm-hmm. if we're fighting or whatever it is all the other stressors are magnified right so i think that connection that i have with my partner that can come sexually mm-hmm. is, a, is a huge stress reliever in other ways than yeah. the physical release of having the sex. Um, exercise is a big thing for me. You guys know I love to lift, mm-hmm. and that's my thing. Like, when, you know, when I'm pissed off, I, I get to push some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to explore other options like boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I wanted to get into Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but then I got a knee issue, and mm-hmm. then, you know, it wouldn't let me go further than i wanted to um you know but i think a physical uh, manifestation of stress relief like that where you're literally trying to destroy something or you know (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like like i i i love to chop wood that's a physical manifestation of destruction that helps with the stress relief for me Mm -hmm. so that's funny you said that i actually had a tree taken down a couple weeks ago and and all of the logs that i could chop are chopped right nice 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 (laughs) perfect because it's getting cool and everything oh yes yeah yeah no it's a great stress relief you know um so so those would be the top two um i would say talking like we're doing now yeah 
is a stress relief for me mm-hmm. because it allows me to get out my thoughts, articulate my thoughts about certain topics that I may have thought about, but I've never really vocalized, mm. you know? And for me, to, and not only that, but bounce it off of two brothers who I hold in high regard mm. that can give me feedback and perspective mm-hmm. on those thoughts. So um, that that is a stress relief for me too. So, you know, just being able to, you know, I, I have deep conversations with my pop too you know what i'm yeah. saying um so having those types of conversations mm-hmm. um allow me or 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 are part of a stress so i think those are probably my top three yeah i mean when you said your top three they they really fall in line with me except you know companionship was the aspect i was gonna say companionship yeah, yeah, that, yeah, sure. which, which which is what you are articulating right the companionship uh when i'm in a, a relationship when i'm in a committed relationship that just like you said it just it 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 impacts everything else, yeah. right? Knowing that there's somebody that you can share things with, you can share experiences with, that somebody's there to look after you, you're going to look after them, there's yeah. a mutual interest yeah. there. Uh, so that to me is, is that's something that I'm, I, I can't wait to have again because I feel like that's very important as far as uh, relieving stress. For me, I um, my faith has become uh, a lot more important as far as relieving, releasing and relieving and releasing stress mm-hmm. um there's times when i can't like i can't go to sleep yeah because they say why worry when you can pray right that's what they say but uh, <laughs> i got i gotta pray because i'm worrying listen uh, it's, it, it, <laughs> but being able <laughs> but seriously being able to because there was a point in my life where i was probably more quote-unquote christian than i am now mm-hmm. and there were aspects where you just you kind of just say I can't control that, mm-hmm. and I know a higher power has control over certain things, so yeah. you're able to let it go yeah. and not worry so much about that particular situation. So I I, I could say yeah. that, yeah, I could see where you're coming Faith, from. Yeah. With that, yeah. And not only that, but like when if I can't sleep at night, what I do a lot of times, I used to turn the TV on, but now what I do is I'll, I'll try to open up my Bible You've first. To pray. Yeah. Well, pray. not even pray. I, pray. Uh, I actually pray. try to I actually try to read. You got to pray. I'll read Just a scripture. Today. Hammer in the house. <laughs> Don't hurt him. And uh, <laughs> but I'll open up the scripture and 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 more often than not, whatever that scripture that I'll open up to and read, yeah. there'll be a word in it that will be mm-hmm. applicable to what I'm going through so or, you find or what I need. Pops to do. out to you. Yes. Mm. That will that will either calm my mind you know or or give me confirmation that it's going to be all right mm-hmm. so that has become increasingly more important and and more of a stress reliever especially at this time in my life where I, it's absent of companionship yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and then the third thing um is definitely uh i like sports i like i don't lift like y'all but i'll, I'll go to the gym uh I like to stay in shape, try to stay in shape. And, 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 you know, before COVID I was still playing in rec basketball yeah, leagues. You yeah. know what I mean? That was a part of my everyday, every, I was catching wreck in <laughs> rec league, but yeah. So I guess athlete, uh, athletics or staying in, in shape, that whole thing. So it's very similar to, to, to what you, you both said, but those tend to be the top three stress relievers but my number one is something that i don't have right now so the other two take much precedent because i wonder if i was in a 
a, a relationship, committed relationship, would I go to the gym as often right, as I do? Right, because you're getting what you need. Yeah, yeah. Would I yeah. go to the? Because a lot of times when I go to the gym, there's something on my mind as well. There's something that I'm thinking. Of, that's yeah. what motivates me throughout the workout. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah, I wonder how those other things will be impacted. I, and I believe that the faith component. Because I, I used to not do it at all, and I find myself doing it more. I don't know if it would necessarily be as much as when I'm in a companion, have a companion. I hope so, but I don't think it will drop off that much either. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it may be That's the it. other aspects yeah, in your yeah. life that there's a balance yeah. that is achieved when you add yeah. more things or remove things. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate, to keep, I hate to keep coming back to this this study, but I, I feel well, like stop it. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like there's some like there's some real. They're not, you know, like diamonds type sort of thing, but it's some real ground, gems. ground, ground gem type of stuff mm. that I feel like people should be doing. Okay. Right? So there, the 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 main focus of the study was to offer preventive preventative care instead of like curative right. illness care, right? right? And the the participants were were told this. Um, but they were 10 percentage points more likely to talk about other health or personal issues with black doctors than non-black doctors. And then black doctors also wrote longer notes about their patients than non-black doctors. Mm. And then the, um, the, the other part that was, it was kind of like the same throughout was they believed their doctor as far as, Knowledge, being knowledgeable mm -hmm. so it, it's never it's never that your doctor doesn't know what they're talking about mm -hmm. it's just that the ability to assign what they're talking about to you mm -hmm. right is where that gap mm -hmm. comes from to mm -hmm. convey it to yeah you. so yeah. so you know again is that i feel like it's that first step to bridging that gap um to helping heal uh, a larger demographic mm -hmm. it's not just going it's not just going to a doctor. Mm -hmm. It's going to a doctor that you can pos possibly see yourself in that doctor. Mm. And, and, and that's what's most important about it. Mm. That, that's all I want to say about it. You know how, and, 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 and I, I guess there is a re reason why we harp on the medical field to this stress reliever thing. Do you know how different, I think, our stress levels would be if we emphasize preventative care? Yeah. Right. That, yeah. I think that would just make a whole lot make things a whole well, lot well, easier well, yeah because it's not just preventative care for diseases right it is preventative care for stress right yeah right because if you are in better physical shape you better handle stress or you don't even experience stress to the level mm -hmm. that you would if you were in worse shape mm -hmm. right because the hormones and the hormonal uh makeup in your body is so different that you process things differently yeah right and so yeah preventative care rather right. than reactive care right is yeah. certainly yeah. not only what we need generally and as a black community but you know for for our own personal well-being but for financial well-being they say preventative care was what what's the term what's the term an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, mm. right? Yeah, and and they're seeing that in studies that preventative care costs way less than curative care, and it's a it's a whole lifestyle change that 
I just don't think it benefits those who are money hungry, those who are looking, you know, there's something to be said about teaching people how to live with the disease as opposed to preventing them from getting the disease. Of course, of course, they have a vested interest. Right, right. So those who have the vested interest in teaching us how to live with the disease. So preventative care to me is like a whole lifestyle shift. Right. How we would promote whether it be diet, we we gonna see all these fast right. food commercials, right. every commercial break. Right. You know what I mean? It's a lifestyle. It's change. a lifestyle change. Yes. You're emphasizing now. We'll yes. those, you know you're emphasizing. So now McDonald's eating. offers healthier options because their bottom line is affected if they don't. Yeah. Because people are no longer wanting to eat those unhealthy options because now they're trying to have preventative measures to stave off later diseases. Right. 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 Yeah. No, definitely, I agree. And and mm-hmm. you know we drive the marketing we drive the market right but we have to give incentive for those things i think because it's easy to buy a dollar meal or you know off the dollar yeah well that's what i'm saying it's cheap one Mm -hmm. it's easy you're not putting in the work Uh to go to the store and buy the food and then come home have to you know preserve the food and then prepare it when you're ready to eat it right right and you know, it just makes your life all around easier until you get to a point because it's affecting your right. health. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Preventative care being a whole lifestyle, it will affect the amount of hours you put in the work today. Because if it's more, if it's better and healthier for you to prepare your food. No. Right. We go to a fast food because we got we don't got enough hours in the day. Right. We rush in to do this, whether right. we got to get here, get there. But if we're truly trying to live in a preventative lifestyle, our expectations on work change. I mean, the people who said it, the expectations yeah. working change. Yeah. Expect- now, I didn't bring this up, but a- another stress reliever for me that I really just got into when I turned 40 is travel. Mm. I love that. I- and I've done this thing where I just travel and I I don't I either don't tell nobody or I'm, I'm out by myself. Yeah. And that's because it's your own personal yeah. experience. And I just I never thought I would be into it as much as I've gotten into it. Yeah. Like just <laughs> going out and just and it doesn't have to be anywhere yeah. crazy. Yes, Y'all didn't exactly. know, but I went to Providence, Rhode Island mm. this week, uh-huh. Tuesday through Thursday. Yeah, I, I was I was fine. I was. <laughs> you a freaky dude, oh, boy. Wait, That's all I'm gonna say. Tell nobody. Hey, nah, but. Nah, but you know, I was. It's not a big city. It's not in a. Uh, uh, you know, a warm location. Right, right. It's not, you know, one of those places where you think is a destination that right, you want right. to, you know, one of those destinations you want to mm-hmm. go in your lifetime. What the Providence Rhode Island? Yeah, Brown University. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful little downtown city. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. much to do. Spectacular restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. So, yeah, you go away, you travel, you go to these places that you want to experience. Yeah, yeah. And that is a big stress reliever. That's a beautiful yeah, stress reliever. Definitely. I'm down for it every time. Every time, man. But yeah, we definitely, I personally have to go to the doctor. I have to feel more comfortable when I go to the doctor. And I think you guys are right. If I find someone that I see myself in, Drew, mm-hmm. then I would be more apt to go. But and, we also live and in this. Share what's going on. And with you. share what's going on yeah. at a deep level. Because yeah. there's a fear of talking to somebody about your most personal items. Yeah. And doctors who don't um, share your. If the, if a doctor doesn't share your background, there's there's an idea of an implicit bias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you've heard of um, you've heard of doctors saying that. Um, for instance, uh, 
the pain scale for African Americans is higher. Higher, yeah. 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 But what, what's the merit to that? There, yeah. there's, there's, there's none. How'd you study that? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, that's some. That sounds like some racist eugenics. It's that bias, yeah. and there's a, there's a bunch of them. I never heard of it. I mean, not there's just a, I know it's out a, there, but I never a, heard about. Yeah. There's a bunch of them yeah, that, as far as uh, black patients yeah. with non-black doctors, and yeah. I'm you know, to tell you the truth, right now my general healthcare doctor is a French Canadian white woman, mm-hmm. but she's good. You know, mm. she's she's offered, and and maybe it's because of the other aspect, uh, maybe Canadian, you know, the Canadian or the European of, or European yeah. aspect to it. But I I receive good care from this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just so scary. Can you imagine a doctor treating your child, thinking that they can naturally take more pain than a than a white child just so because I'm not African gonna I'm not gonna prescribe medication that I normally would prescribe yeah, stuff like that infuriates <laughs> me because I know that's based on in racist thought man and and like you said Andrew bringing that up that there's people that still utilize that type of thinking yeah just I just think about some of the some of the most most um most I guess um popular mm health problems mm-hmm. cholesterol mm-hmm. and um diabetes yeah so some of the treatments for those some of the testing for those like what what could you what could be missed from just thinking that you know mm-hmm. you know, some of these some of these bias that the, that, that the doctor can hold it's, oh yeah it's like it's oh, yeah. on the number oh yeah and the and the the and then the effects, and, and then the effects of missing these things yeah. are dire. I don't want to put this person on blast, but I have a family member who was made aware of a type of insurance regarding a particular cancer by mistake. Mm. The insurance guy was not supposed to share it with my family member, yeah, which I assume because he was black. But it came out, and my family member was like, "Oh, I want to know more about that." No. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, tell us more about that and now. Found, and got the insurance. Yeah. So I think it's, correct me if I'm wrong, if this person. If we it, can't. Well, uh, yeah, you can't correct me if I'm wrong. And I, I got to find it. But it was it was like an insurance about a, not even a particular cancer. It was like, if you get cancer yeah. at all, you can get a payout or something like that. You, you're insured based on, I got to get all the details. But when the person was telling me, my family member, I'm like, what? And they were they were just something that you wouldn't even think was didn't available. Think, didn't think that it even existed. Right. Yeah. But it's other communities probably taking advantage of that. Well, I mean, and not to throw it. not not to throw it off topic, but there are a lot of instances where that's the case. Financially, there are yeah. financial options that are available. Yes. Like if you have debt, there are options that are available that may not be presented to yes. you yes. because of the X, Y, and Z. But right. yeah, no, definitely in the matter. That's crazy. That's oh, crazy. Damn, we should have talked about debt as a stressor too. Debt? Yeah. Oh, debt. Jesus. And debt. That's definitely a debt. Are y'all done with y'all student loans? Yes. I didn't have any. Oh, oh duh. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I get it. I'm not. Yeah, I had some for uh, a little bit for undergrad and mostly for grad school. Yeah, all mine is for grad school, but yeah. that's I went to the highest level. I was there for, I was in grad school for 10 years, so I'm just taking out loans for 10 years. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I found out about this, uh, com- this um, nonprofit called Strike Debt. And their whole deal is to pay off your debt for you. So there's What's the catch. <laughs> the catch is they don't like the fact that the way the schooling has gone and you get these young people in debt. Yeah. You know, the way 
the way loans and whatnot are presented to you as a kid, you know, a young college kid, you're an adult, but you might not understand but you're the full extent of what, the, what it means. Yes. Right. right. So the whole idea behind Strike Debt, and I think there's another um, sister company for them, uh, sister nonprofit organization for them called the Rolling Jubilee, that these the people that they now have helped become debt free mm-hmm. tend to put money back into the system that is mm, so it's you know to take and then give back it's, it's not required right. but they've come to but find they feel that, that yeah, they've been like you, given something that yeah. they need to give back for yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and and that's where i think the role it's a community it kind of goes back to, to what we other, were talking about last time work, it's a collective yeah, yeah. work it's a communal based kind of initiative which 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 Turns out that you know it has, into a, this. has a sort of <laughs> has a sort of synergy <laughs> has a sort of synergy behind yeah. it. You know yeah. now now they're able to help people and 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 reach a greater audience to potentially help more people. Yeah, because nobody don't want. I mean, the amount of crippling student loan debt and the amount of huge in, stress, the return on investment that yeah. you get is ridiculously small right mm-hmm. there are people and and as you a got, whole and you gotta yeah as a whole as a whole yeah, yeah no yeah. no i mean there okay. are people who you know benefit go to school greatly. no 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 <laughs> there's both ends of the spectrum so yeah. what you said people benefit greatly and what i'm about to say is there are people who take majors for which there are no real life opportunities right. for jobs and they go to school for five six years for it and and can't pay it back, and they've taken on all this debt. So yeah. you know there also has to be a proactive type of situation where you're like, yo, maybe you don't want to go into that because you're not going to be able to pay all that student loan back for taking five six years of school for that particular thing. Yeah, you know. But yeah, it's a great stressor, and you know that's one. Of, I think one of the great stressors of the generation now is that you know, it started kind of with our generation. School fees were going up and up and up. You know, back in the nineties, yeah. Um, you know, early nineties to to, and then they just exploded they just in the two thousands, and in the later two thousands, they just exploded. And then even now, in the COVID situation, I feel like they're taking advantage of it because I've read situations where schools were saying, "Yeah, we're having in person classes," right, and then the people would sign up for their classes, um, and make their schedules and pay their tuition. And then the school will say, no, we're closing down. We're not having in-person classes. So they don't get the benefit of whatever the in-person classes were giving them. And the school is saving on all of that money they would have to lay out yeah. to maintain the facilities and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So they kind of double dipped. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So if you are if you are interested, because I know that's a huge one. And again, we're not... Uh, we're not they're not paid advertisers or anything but it's it's something that i looked into back in the day because of the idea of how debt was going especially from school debt so you have um it's called the rolling jubilee.org mm. and um it sounds like keep the party going mm. yeah it's, it's 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 a it's they're building a debt collective you know it's uh they're saying it's a bailout of the people by the people you know for the people Especially the for, for the ninety nine percent in the people, the other one percent can <laughs> through the people. 
the, the other one percent can do their own underneath thing. Underneath the people. And then the sister company is by the people. StrikeDebt.org with the people, which is a nationwide movement of debt resistors fighting for economic justice and democratic freedom. Surrounding the people. <laughs> And inside the people. About the people. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know. Yeah. All aspects of the people. (laughs) So what, so I guess, you know, we talked about a lot of great points, as we usually do. Yeah, word up. You know what I mean? We talk about a lot of great points. Stress relief. It's important, man. And and, and I think a lot of people. Preventative care. Preventative care. A lot of us are just used to being stressed out. Yeah. A lot of us are just participating in our own demise because our lifestyles just are 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 made for stress and that's what these systems depend on yeah so hey man we encouraging all y'all listening you know just like we identified three aspects of our lives that we we do that we feel can you know contributes to decreasing stress please try to identify those things in your life and 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 then when you identify them, implement them, implement them yeah. and then tell us about it. Yeah, because we want to know what other possibilities are there for ourselves, mm-hmm. things that we can try to help uh, de-stress our lives that may climb into our top three, but also to be able to distribute to anybody who's listening to us. Uh, how they maybe something's not working for them right mm-hmm. now, Wait, and they I, don't know how to de-stress. Can I share a personal personal joy? If you want to rudely interrupt me, sure. <laughs> yeah. So so back in the day, which I do, which I do. So back in the day, before the um, before I got a a job that actually paid as well, and before um, this was actually just after the economic collapse of uh, two thousand seven. Um, and I was struggling. I was struggling a lot. And I, I called it a, a consulting company mm-hmm. about, you know, like what I should do. Right. So the first step was to um, record, record your your monthly expenses. Um, and this is to a fairly high detail R- record, you know, what you spend for food, what you spend for cable, what you spend for. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Going out, entertainment. Yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah. Get a get a good firm idea of what you're spending. Get a good firm because you usually know how much you're getting paid a month. Right. But you don't usually know the outgo. The outgo. You know the income but not the outgo. So really look at the income versus the outgoing, right? And I and I did that. Uh and and then they had the second consulting phone call and the guy's like, okay, you spend this on food, you spend this on gas, you spend this on entertainment, and this is how much you make. Uh, I'm afraid you're gonna need a better job. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was the that was the only, that was his that was his advice. And then he was like, um, when you get a better job, maybe you should call back. Yeah, yeah, we can go over this again. And yeah. I was like, well, thanks, well, Dick. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. like, oh my get god, get a better job. Yeah, right. But uh, so, but that experience. And I'll I'll never forget that experience because of how powerful it was. Like the whole idea of this company was to help. And and the first thing to say was you well make more money. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um so a a a a complete one eighty pivot from that though, but using the same principles. There's um 
there's Excel spreadsheets that are already made for you um, to help you record your outgoing, um, record your incoming. And as simple as entering the data into the fields and um, and it'll, you know, pressing enter, yeah. it'll, it'll give you an actual plan of what to do. Now, if your income is lower than all your outgoing bills, then... I won't say come back in a month, <laughs> but the first thing is you're going to have to cut some things right. that you're spending. On. Right. Um, but the, um, the, how elegant this, some of these sheets are yeah. now you can enter your credit card, yeah. your monthly credit card, the percentage, yeah. and it'll actually rank which one of them you should pay first well, to get there, out of debt quickest. There are services for that. There's a service, um, and again, I'm not advocating for it. I just know of it, and it's called mint.com. Hmm. Um, and what it'll do is it'll allow you to input all of your information for all of the financial uh, obligations that you have in your right. life. And it will calculate and graph and do the same thing that your you're trends, talking about, your, your trends, trends and yeah. what you're spending on, and you know categorize where you're spending your money monthly and yeah. things of that nature. And like you said, tell you where to pay off, or, you know, your highest interest first and stuff like you're that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I was actually a Mint user for a long time. My biggest problem with Mint is they don't update um, the accounts that you might have to log in and yeah. record it. Yeah. That, that became my biggest problem with them but now you know, i'm just using that yeah, as an no, example there are others right. that are out there now and that, nowadays the banks that you use yeah, do have, the same thing have same yeah, thing and yeah. that's a little that's even more detailed because you're using that bank right, card so right. you know they know yeah they they absolutely know just what gotta you know. watch what they categorize i would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah me buying food is an entertainment, it's an entertainment. Mm -hmm. all the time nothing funny about you <laughs> no but um what I would say, just to kind of take a step back from that, is you prepare, you have to prepare yourself to dive in, right? Because we were talking about back going, first. Back first, we were talking about going to the doctor mm -hmm. and how that can be scary and sh a stressful event because you're learning something that may not be good news. Right. It's the same thing financially. You may be learning something that you didn't know that may not be good news. But it's better to know it and have a plan to attack it than to not know it and for it to eat away from the inside out yeah. medically and financially. So in order to deal with those stressors, I think we're all advocating knowing is better than not knowing so that you have the opportunity to implement a plan to fix whatever the ailment medically or financially there could be in your life. Damn, bro. That's, a, that's like best said. I, I don't even have... I don't even know. Another why are you talking to shut right up? Now. Then I shut up. Then. I just, I just then, feel then, you should then know. Just know. I, no, I needed no, him to no, know. No, but I there's still, there's still I needed, words I coming out of your know. mouth at <laughs> yes, this moment, yes, and you're still you talking. We could have ended it right there. It would have been dope, but you screwed it up. I don't understand why you keep talking, bro. Edit him out. Edit him out. Edit it out. <laughs> so where can they reach us man if y'all have if they want to talk to us if they want to give us suggestions if they want to help us with this topic or at least share with us some of the things that they have put in their lives where can they reach us at yeah firstly our email is uh email is three kings at three kings talk.com you can hit us up yeah and then we have an ig page three kings talk just hit us up let us know what you think let us know your questions let us know your de-stressors 
Yeah. That is something that we can promote definitely on the IG page, and we could talk about that a little bit more offline. Yo, follow us, man. Follow us. Three Kings Talk on IG. Peace, Kings. Peace, Kings. Love you, brothers. One love. Peace. Love you, brothers.